Welcome to the Performax Podcast. This is Aaron, the owner of Performax, and I'm here today with Derek. How you doing, Derek? I am awesome. Cool. So we got a really cool guest uh, today, so I'll just try and get through some news. Obviously, today is Wednesday the 25th, so we're currently running our Black Friday special. We're offering 50% off the entire store. We literally only do this one time per year. The last time we did this was last Black Friday. Um, and then on top of the 50% off, we also are doing some swag giveaways. So if you spend more than $60 in the store, you get a free shaker cup and a free bracelet. If you spend $100, you get the free shaker, free bracelet, and free shipping. And if you spend 150 you get the shaker, the bracelet, free shipping, and a free limited edition Black Friday, black on black hoodie. Um, those are in limited quantities. I know because we started the sale, I think yesterday was the first day, we've already blown through a good portion of those hoodies. So if you're listening to this and it's before the 30th, because we're going to run the sale to the 30th, um, definitely try and take advantage of that because once those are gone, those are gone for good. Um, so that's kind of the big, big thing going on right now. Performax is obviously Black Friday, biggest sale of the year. Uh, as we move into 2021, as everyone knows, we're still working on getting the new Trokemax powder out. We have a few reformulations in the works for a few of our top products. So that will be exciting and um, some potential changes to our packaging, maybe uh, some potential updates and stuff. So other than that, I just want to get right into our guest. We have TJ from Fitness Deal News. How are you doing, TJ? Hey, man. All good. Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How uh you have any plans for this weekend? For Thanksgiving? Um, no. Yeah, nothing. I was just actually talking with someone, uh, you know, the COVID thing just threw everything away. <laughs> so it's very hard to, to plan anything specific. I, I, I'm going to try and chill a bit. That's that's my plan. Like maybe take football, chill down, maybe drink something. Nice. TJ, where, where do you live? I was asking Aaron earlier. Oh, just uh, in Maryland, just outside Baltimore. He, all right, Aaron, you were right. Yeah, that's a beautiful area. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you can stay alive around here, then yes. <laughs> how how is the uh, how is your, I guess, perception of COVID and and you know your family members and how are you guys all kind of looking at that or, or like what yeah. side what kind of the side of the spectrum I guess without getting too political <laughs> you know how how are you yeah. looking at that right now? Yeah, I have to say I went through phases honestly. Like when it started. I was actually traveling, I think I was beginning beginning of the year, the first quarter, I was all over the place. I, I haven't spent more than two days at home, so I was traveling all over. And I, funny enough, when COVID first started to be a thing, I think as, as just in a, a news, I was in Thailand. So I was in Asia, and so, so someone said, hey, did you hear about this virus? It's happening in China. I said, oh, screw it, China, who cares? And then... <laughs> We, I was traveling and it was okay, okay, okay. And the last travel I did, I traveled to California. It was uh, end of February, and that was the last time I left basically my home office. And uh, and and you know, at the beginning, I was saying, okay, this shit is overblown. Like, what the hell? Seriously, I I sounded probably like Donald Trump. I said the flu, <laughs> the flu. Are you guys coming to me with this shit with the flu? Just just get over it. It's a flu. And then, uh, and then the shit hit the fan in New York and stuff like that. And, and I have uh, older parents, and that scared me, to be completely honest. Like I was saying, yeah, I can take it probably. I'll be fine. The stats are, are what they are. But I was concerned because I, it's not just me. 
So I went through that period of uh, being a bit more careful. My wife is, so you asked Aaron about my uh, family. My wife is very concerned. Like she's, uh, she's a bit on the risk group. So she's, and she's just a concerned person. <laughs> so she's, she's like very concerned still until today. Uh, I'm I'm in this uh, I'm in the mode where if it was just me personally I would just go outside and whatever drink COVID juice or something like that because I think <laughs> I, I wouldn't think recommend I that take TJ it. don't drink the no, COVID yeah, juice. I'm, I'm yeah. joking, but, like, I just feel like I can take it you know what I mean like and and by the way if I'm the virus I really don't want to mess with my body like it's just such a shitty place to be in probably like there's probably better better people so but. I, I really, honestly, I'm just happy that there is a vaccine coming because I'm so done with this shit. <laughs> I don't yeah. like it's, it's too much. It's well, been it, nine months. It, what's funny, too, is because, like, you know, you, you didn't really get into specifics, right? Like, you know, your wife is, is, is cautious and you know, right. it sounds like you're a, a little bit less cautious. But even yes. when you're talking about just, you know, that caution in general, there is a wide range wide. of, Correct. you know how people feel about it and what they'll actually do. So like my brother, for example, he's very concerned. And so everything is ordered through Amazon, you know, prime for groceries. The boxes are like steamed outside before they come in, in is the house. Is he still doing that though? Wow. Yeah, still doing that. that. Yeah, still doing we that. We did that at the beginning. Like my wife is <laughs> hilarious. Like every box would go into three days quarantine. If I touch something, I would need to go and like <laughs> go through some DDT shit and like, but still, man. That's well, so and, that, and it's funny too because that's how I was in the beginning, not to that degree, but like when I went, I'd go to the grocery store. When I got home from the grocery store, I would grab some wet wipes, you know, it's like disinfectant right, wipes, right, and just right. wipe everything down before I brought it inside. Because right. at that point, you know, it it can live on cardboard for a week and it's in the air for three days and you know what i mean there's just so much concern and then you know over time once cdc started you know releasing some of the actual mortality rates and stuff like that i think everybody kind of uh you know maybe came yeah chilled out a little bit but on the other hand you know someone like my brother i think so much was invested so much effort was invested (laughs) in just staying safe that once you invest that much you can't like then go to other way and be like, ah, oh, it's probably not a big deal. So I think he's just, he's just going to die on that sword of everything needs to be steam cleaned. You know, nothing he can come inside. probably like this new steamer and he has like 10,000 pounds of Lysol and he just needs to use it, right? Like yeah, he's sitting yeah, on ex- exactly. Socks. Yeah, no, he, I, like there was a point in time where like we couldn't get bread, right? Like at the store for some reason. Like, right, you know. it was crazy. So his, his wife baked us a loaf of bread and he's like, yeah, we have enough bread to last for like two years. I'm like holy shit, RJ. He's like, tell me when you need, tell me when you need another loaf. We'll bake you another loaf. I'm like, Jesus. He's like, yeah, I have like X amounts of pounds of flour and blah blah blah. So yeah, it was, it was, it's pretty that's funny. That's what happened here. Also, we 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 had so much. My my wife got so much shit at the beginning that we had to buy two new refrigerators. <laughs> and that's so funny too, because like. You know, like I like I was almost to that point when in the beginning, but you know, my brother's buying like flour and like you know, queen on and stuff like that. Right, right. I went to a food distributor and picked up like a hundred pounds of meat, and so <laughs> I oh almost my, yeah, that's what people did, man. Yeah. Well, it's just, it was you, did, crazy. you didn't you didn't know, you know, you it was know. so it was so know. new. We've never gone through anything even close to this, but I think now I think a lot of people are kind of 
you know, like you said, maybe being a little bit more relaxed, but there's still, you know, there's still ends of the spectrum of, of, uh, you know, where people fall and I guess how serious they, they really take it. I think the stats are the stats, right? I mean, we, we have enough. It, it, actually, at the beginning, it was really surprising to me that with all this big data world that we're living in, it took three, four, five, six months and people were still guessing. Yeah. I'm not saying, guys, mm-hmm. just give me some stats. There's stats. I, there, it can't be like that we're still guessing after three, four months. And uh, I think now you sort of know that if you're not in a risk group, you're probably going to be fine, right? Like in a very high chance. And then... And then you can make make your own calculations. But I, I think there's still a lot of confusion. And it is there's some unknown still. Like does you know at the beginning, I don't know if you guys remember, but they said, Hey, people who recovered, they lost their sense of taste, they lost their left ear, their you know, their one leg became shorter. I don't know, they had all sorts of like long term side effects that people were throwing. So I, I don't know. Anyway, I'm done with it anyway. So if you guys are working on the vaccine, if I if you can please accelerate it and just get it over with, I'm I'm done. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've been I've been in the lab working on Vaximax. So Vax- I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you know when Vaximax is done. Go figure. Yeah. It's a it's a suppository though. Wow. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's such a good one yeah that would be so bad you know how much trouble we get in if i release oh, something called maximax oh, oh shit <laughs> i wonder that no one tried to pull this stuff like you know like with an immune support uh solution and call it uh vaxi something like, yeah. like, oh my gosh yeah. super vaxi oh shit <laughs> that's funny um well derek have you ever talked to tj before I have, I haven't actually. All right. Well, I assume you probably have uh, some questions. Then you want to jump into uh, some of your questions. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I feel like we've done a disservice by not doing like the video Skype calls because he changes his name on the final scoop every time, and it's always <laughs> it, and it's always funny. I noticed that. I'm wondering what we would have gotten out of him today. Right. <laughs> Probably something as bad, yeah. Probably so. Yeah, with the holidays coming up, like your mom's a ho 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 or something, right, like right, right, right. <laughs> something like that. So I, 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 that now that you're bringing up Derek, I do believe I pull a lot of mama things. You I do, think, right? <laughs> you, you do. do. I, uh, Derek. Now, now that you point it, I need to maybe change. <laughs> they, they are funny though. And I think we're missing out on that today, but it's okay. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, first, TJ, like, I'm just curious, you know, everybody has their own story getting into our industry. Yeah. And uh, how did you come across, you know, supplements or fitness in general? Yeah, yeah a very unusual story, actually. I'm, 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 in, I'm in tech, actually. That's, that's what I've been doing most of my life. And uh, I got into fitness just by, I mean, I was always into fitness, but not necessarily like, you know, uh, weightlifting and stuff like that. I grew up in, I grew up in Israel, right? So I, uh, soccer and running and a lot of biking and stuff like that. I started lifting only eight years ago and I sort of, you know, got into this lifestyle. Like I just got captured by it. And it's not like to be bigger or necessarily stronger, which is great side effects if you can get there. Yeah. For me, it just, <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, but for me, it was mostly around, I felt, 
I still do, by the way, every morning. I feel in the gym like the, that hour lifting and trying to push myself to the extreme represents everything I try to do in mm-hmm. life, just generally. I feel like everything, every, it's just like that. I, I work out even when I'm tired. I, the rest of the shit I do even when I'm tired. I do it even if I don't feel like it. It's just like what my wife, my life is anyway. And I got into it and then I sort of uh, got hooked up just like in every day of our customers, right? Your customers. I got hooked up because I started playing with pre-workouts and then protein. I started researching and then I said, oh, shit, this is cool. And then it becomes part of your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. The whole supplementation is just part of the lifestyle. It's I can't separate it. And um, yeah, so that's how I started. And, you know, pre-workout, uh, protein, experimented with everything around uh, the natural side of things. And that's how I got into it. And then into the sort of the fitness deal stuff four years ago, five years ago, I was telling my, you know, there's a lot of deal sites out there, mm-hmm. just general sites like deal news and um, whatever, slick deals and Brad's deals and this deal. And I was telling my wife, like, I like shopping and I like buy everything online. There's all these deal sites. And I don't give a shit about the new cabinet at Home Depot or this new makeup at Macy's. Where's the freaking protein deals? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that if, if someone, and, and just like a lot of stuff we've done in the past, uh, we said, hey, no one's actually doing this stuff. Let's, let's do it. And we started FDN and that brought me even deeper. And then a couple of years after we started it, I started doing more the, the reviews on YouTube. Which became uh, which just you know started for a lot of fun and now it's a, it's a thing, and it's now immersed and I met a lot of great people during uh, during the road got into the, the like the business part of it I really like the industry honestly I mean even though it's full of shit in some <laughs> cases right I really like the part of I think a lot of the people that are involved there's like I said, supplementation pieces, not just the uh, the supplementing the fitness side. I think it's a part of a lifestyle, which I I just I just like the story around it. I like the story around it. So yeah, so that's how I got there. So just like an average Joe that said someone needs to do something different about the deal side. Yeah, well, I'm curious though because you say average Joe, but you've created like a really loyal following. Like you, you, yeah. you, you post up some deals like randomly for us, and and they come through. So your yeah. people li- listen to you. Like, what did you do? What do you feel like you did differently than like yeah. some of these other? Because I mean, the reviewers are like everywhere, but like there's really yeah. only there's a only a handful that are good, and you're right. one of them. Yeah, thanks, appreciate it. I think there's uh, in a lot of these cases. One of the things with the reviews specifically has been, uh, and it's true also for uh, FDN, uh, for the fitness business, for the website and the email alert. The reviews have been from the get-go. I, I you know, it's it's totally unsponsored, and we really just do stuff that we. I, I, I say what it is, and I think people appreciate that. Years, the mm-hmm. there's been a lot of review channels big or smaller that have been obviously very non, uh, I would say, <laughs> not, uh, biased, right? Sponsored right. to some extent. <laughs> so, and I think people at some point, you can you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. And and you see that these these channels over time or these review channels over time, 
they lost their audience and, and I, some of them might have 20,000 subscribers but 100 views on a, on a video right like because right. people people left that's it they, they're done i think we kept honest uh that was one and i think people for some strange reason appreciate my delivery style <laughs> yeah i do it's entertaining yeah. Yeah, right. Well, basically, so, when you yell at people to listen to you. Right. Yeah, it, I was fortunate enough that a couple of things got coined, right? Like, listen, people, obviously, and labels are just labels and all that shit. I guess yeah, that was funny. I didn't know that you could just say, listen, people, normal. That was crazy. <laughs> it's very hard for me, though. Yeah. I've I have a lot of people calling me. I have a lot of people calling me and say, hey, TJ, listen, people. Oh, <laughs> they would throw that at me yeah so i think but i think it's mostly being uh consistently unbiased and and true to to, to what we're trying to do and uh i think that delivers and and people do and it's at the end of the day between the value of the actual review it does need to be entertaining so and and, I, and i'm really having fun doing this stuff so I think it plays it plays well to uh, to that. Yeah, that that's what works. And yeah, it takes time. But I mean, you guys know you're, you're building shit. Everything takes ten times longer than you think it would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, go, it's ten times harder. <laughs> I would say going back to what you kind of were talking about in you know your, your kind of origin story, I guess you would call it. Um, yeah. Just the idea of the translation between weightlifting and general success i think that's super yeah. important and you know um something that people who maybe aren't into weightlifting and working out don't really understand how well that actually translates oh, uh, the ability like you said to you know when you're tired when you don't want to work out to to yeah. muster up the energy to get it done is yeah. easily transferable to to you know other parts in your life and i think yeah. that that's a, a pretty cool thing uh, that you have that you know is even probably helps people relate to you and I, i'm stringing two pieces together here but people yeah. kind of relate to you in the sense of not everybody that lifts wants to have 22 inch arms or wants to be a bodybuilder right. or wants to be right. you know bench press 400 pounds some people just like the the outlet that it provides yeah. and i think that's another reason why maybe as a reviewer you uh you resonate so well with some of these people because you do get these reviewers who are like you know but look how jacked i am and like you have to be big and like you know that if you're if you're not super jacked and you don't have 20 inch arms somehow you're unqualified to review a pre-workout i think what's happened is you know as bodybuilding has arguably become less popular and people are are more doing it kind of as a lifestyle i think a real person like you is that much more relatable than having some big jack guy telling you you know what's good and what's not good you know right yeah no i agree i i think to some extent first by the way just to be honest like there is the the once every three videos i'll get a comment dude you take all these supplements and you're so small (laughs) (laughs) i'll 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 get that and it's so funny like I, i love getting these by the way like it always makes me laugh because just like my uh names on the podcast i would come up come back with something which is, uh, I'm sure I can lift your IQ. I'm sure I'm strong enough to lift your IQ, <laughs> which is, uh, that's not too hard or some, something like that. But uh, people do pull, pull up that stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, first, you're right. There's uh, most most of the people, most of your customers, most of your uh, most of my followers are normal, regular people. 
they train because it makes them feel good. And there is, again, like I said, there's a side effect. There is a side effect of being healthy. It sounds, sounds funny to say that, but sound effect of being healthy and fit and all that stuff. But most of them just train to feel good. And it's a very important part of their day. And and I think, yeah, I, I that's the way I really am. And I think that's that's a good that's a good point. I never thought about me being small being the reason for the channel being success, successful, but <laughs> I'll use that I'll use that as a reason to stay small. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I would get bigger, but I'm trying to be more like you, so Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm really trying. I'm putting user effort here to stay really, really yeah. no not too big. So, not trying to outshine yeah. anyone here, TJ. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. um, so I remember because, and I do, and I'm really bad with time, so I'm kind of doing this based off my office lease. So this this lease is going to be up at the end of this year, which is I've been here now for three years, and so me and you had a conversation in my prior office, so it had to have been four years ago or maybe even more, and I got yeah. an email from you. And I don't even know if you were doing YouTube videos at the time, but we ended up hopping on 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 a call. And um, I remember at the time, I don't remember our exact conversation. I remember one one comment that you made, which is, you know, I want to review Hypermax. We want to work closer with you. And, um, you know, pre, uh, Hypermax was one of the first pre-workouts that combined clinical dosages with a little bit more of the aggressive stims, because I think at that time we were using Amp Citrate. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was a really good first conversation, kind of first time we ever we ever really touched yeah. base. And uh, yeah, from then on, I think you know we've been able to form a good relationship, and especially yeah. more so in the last you know year or two, uh, just being that much more active. But yeah, it's interesting having you know that conversation, which was probably close to four years ago, uh, with you know what um, at the time to me felt like some random person that sent me in this email. <laughs> to uh to what now fitness deal right. news is and what it's what it's built and and how impressive uh like derek was alluding to your your following is i mean you there's yeah. some review people you know where if you know it's pay to play it costs you know, a ton of money for them to promote anything and then you almost get you know nothing out of it from a brand's perspective but with right. you there's no pay to play you know you, yeah. you call it how it is and if you like the product, then your fans tend to follow. And we've kind of seen that, you know, firsthand. Yeah. So it's definitely been an interesting uh, uh, progression over these last four years and kind of watching it's you grow into what you guys do. It's four years. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. It's crazy that it's been four years. Yeah, it sounds, it's possible. It sounds right. I was looking at a few videos that I did in the past. I need to go back. I think the first thing, though, Aaron, is just to, uh, I think you remember there was some, uh, Hypermax XT deal something that we hunted, I think, before we even talked. And I think I blew it up in one of my emails. And uh, I, I'm trying to remember when it was. I actually need to go back. And I think uh, that was like the first time. Oh, yeah, I did the Hypermax XT review, I think, right? Yeah, the I think, best, yeah, now, now that you're best, saying that, I think we, like we got like an influx of orders or something yeah, like that. And then, then you emailed or something. Yeah, I blew up one of the emails before we even talked. I think then I think that's how we connected. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, ah, I'll take this guy's call. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we were way smaller then. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I think it's, I would. I'm still, I mean, smaller in the size. You know, I'm still small. There's uh, 
Like he was tiny back then. Oh, I was very tiny. That's I was much tinier. Tinier. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, it's been it's been a it's been a great journey, and it's funny. I mean, you guys, you're you're on a business. It's just again like in fitness. There's almost like for me personally, there's I always. <laughs> it's funny. It's gonna say I always feel small. Like I I didn't I never stopped feeling small. Uh, there's in the in the sense of you reach something and then you you just look at it. You know, like I remember we're now I can I don't know like maybe twenty some thousand subscribers. Remember when you when you're five you say shit man ten looks so far, and then you get to ten and you're so pissed that the next day is ten to five hundred and then you know like it doesn't move it doesn't feel and then it's twenty and there's that shit twenty is nothing and it just never stops and and I think. By the way, very much like in with with the gym, right? With the gym lifestyle and you just you want to continue pushing. That's why I think for me that's been it's it's really it's really such a big part of my. It's it's funny, like I, again, I'm gonna say it doesn't show, but it's, it's, that hour in the morning is such an important part of my life, and and I give a shit what the size of my arms is. I mean, I I don't, but. It's uh, it's an important part of my life, yeah. Yeah, it kind of sets the stage for the rest of the day. Like if you miss that, you know, you're probably going to be off for the day. Yeah. And if you have a great workout, it's probably going to be a good day. Yeah, and and I, you know, sometimes I I end of the day like I have a lot of shit on my mind. I finish the call, and to, like a lot of the times, I would say, hey, you know what, the day ended. At least tomorrow, four a.m. I'm in the gym. Like that's my, uh, you know, like looking forward for a weekend. I look forward for that. 4 a.m., 4:30 a.m., squatting my 45 pounders. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, um, you come from kind of like the tech space, and then you got into yeah. into you know fitness, and there's fitness deal news. Um, yeah. Obviously, fitness deal news doesn't run by you googling all the best deals every day and posting them up. So what was the what's the technology behind that? What what do you have? What have you built? How does that work where you're actively being able to I'm assuming this is kind of how I explained to Derek that you're you're you're, you know, scrubbing the internet, yep. finding these deals and then, you know, translating them onto your website. How how did that how did that come about? Right. So it started just like a lot of things. It it did start more uh, editorial manual sort of uh, we had uh, I had a couple of people that just went through uh, sites, the main sites, and find found what are the deals there, and there's still and th then we automated that piece. So there's a tech piece on the back end that actually does scrap uh, stores that we identify, and then it goes through them and finds changes in prices, finds a promotion, so it can read the site. I mean, think about it, like it can read the site and say there's 50% going on. Or BOGO free, it can actually. It, so we can say that now there is a there is an editorial element. So it finds the deals, but there's still a person till today that goes and decides which ones go in the email and which ones go on the site. There's if you go into the price comparison side side of the business, then that would show you everything that's out there. But what comes, uh, what gets uh, published, let's call it, is is still uh, a person. So there's a sort of a mix of tech and, uh, and human beings in the middle, and uh, yeah, and, and that's the way it, it's, uh, it works. Today it's mostly automated. 
which uh, are 80% of the process is automated, the editor, the editorial piece is uh, still manual. Well, I'm assuming and, that also just that also keeps you guys from just blasting out, you know, a ton of deals on really crappy products, so that editorial person right, can actually yeah. kind of pick. Okay, yeah. this is this is an actual real deal. This is a quality product at a really yeah, good price. Yeah. Let's blast this one out. Versus yes, you know, this exactly. is kind of a, a crappy product at an okay price. Let's you know let's hold right. off on this one. Is is that right kind of or the case? something that yeah it's 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 definitely part of the case yeah and and sometimes it's also sometimes things look like like you can go into a site can scrap you can scrape scrape a site and it would say whatever 30 percent off and it's it's not a deal and you can say go to a site that never has discounts and 30 percent off is a deal you know what i mean yeah like yeah, so yeah. it really depends on the brand it really depends so there's there has to be an editorial otherwise if there's no zero editorial it would just you, you'll get used to getting shit on these emails or on the site and then you'll just stop opening them up so I think the editorial piece is important, and yeah, and it's been it's been good. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we started just like everything, you know, when we when we started, whenever it was, I think it's five years, maybe four and a half years. Then um, you know we had like one subscriber and uh, and <laughs> or zero, and uh, we we grew it quite nicely. And over time with the YouTube channel and stuff like that, it got to a good audience. And I think the ability to maintain them is, is part of it is that editorial element. It's, uh, there's there's tech, but I've done bigger techs. <laughs> this is this is the simplest tech I've done in my life. So with, uh, with I, that in mind, how do, how does that work? Are you in a managerial role of the tech, or are you actually creating the code to get this stuff done? I mean, what's oh, you know I, that's a pretty wide ranging term, you know. I know I have a developer. I we have, we have uh, I've I I actually studied uh, software engineering. But I remember when I started my first company, my co-founder, I'm talking like 25 years ago, my co-founder said, hey, uh, do you mind writing that piece of code? And then I actually wrote it. And then he looked at it and said, hey, do you mind doing me a favor? Don't ever write any code again, because this <laughs> thing is like total shit. And uh, he was right. And I, since I never wrote code, I'm more on the go-to-market, marketing, storytelling side, sales, and product. So no, I have developers. I have a developer. Uh, we have a full-time developer that uh, maintains the platform and writes new capabilities and when we introduce new stuff. And uh, with my other stuff that I've done, always my either my co-founders or I, I have developers building stuff. I, I just, so you yeah. you obviously know enough to I'm to, dangerous. Yeah, to be dangerous yeah. and to and to 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 I have full conversations it. and give yes. directions and things like that. But yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah. down to actually yeah. creating the code, that's something that w your developer yeah, would do something. for you. Yeah, developer would do. Yeah, I can talk code like I can confuse. I can definitely confuse even good developers that I can that I actually know what I'm talking about. Which is which would be totally misleading as far as the actual writing code, but I'm more I'm I'm very technical, but I I just just don't write the code. So I can talk with developers. Yeah, Got I on. get tech. I really get tech. Yeah, my 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 other stuff that I've done is heavy duty cybersecurity type shit. You know, like it's it's heavy duty stuff. I just didn't write the code, but but I get the tech. Do you do you uh, do you purposely? 
leave that out of anything fitness deal news is it just by chance that it, it you know any of that background story is just left out because it's just not relevant to the industry just I mean, relevant, yeah. you know what i mean like what, what's yeah. that I, i'm saying it's just relevant i think yeah I, I'm, I'm not and also to a large extent at the end even though my face is on reviews and and i have my my face is out there it's not necessarily about me right so I, i'm like frankly i i rather i didn't i've never found the need to uh to bring the background outside like even when i share stuff on instagram that's more personal like even when i travel right they'll usually just see a picture of a place right it's not going to be where i was or what i was doing and stuff like that it's just it's less relevant yeah my my 90 percent of my other life is I mean, it's life. <laughs> it's not. It's not relevant to at the end. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, and I guess I think that I think that's you know somewhat interesting because I think in a, in a lot of ways, and I could be wrong because not everybody opens up, but in a lot of ways, you know, these other review sites, it kind of seems to be their life. I mean, not even let's say not even say review sites, but something yeah, yeah, like you I know, say, like Shane. Shane, you know, right. is, is, that's his life. Yeah. That's that's his thing. That's his you know hundred percent of what he does with the traveling to all the different expos and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. And I just thought it was kind of interesting because the more I talk to, to you, the more it seems that it's actually a much smaller part of, of what you do than I think people realize. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, um, I would say definitely it's a big part of what I, I would say it's 80% of my passion and 10% of my potentially time and, uh, and, and resources. Yeah. No, there's, there's been, yeah, but it's, it's a, it's a big passion. And it's obviously the most, to some extent, the most visible one as far as uh, exposure to individuals. But yeah. yeah, no, I think Shane and a lot of people, I mean, that's, uh, it's, it's part of what they do. I just do, we do, we do a lot of stuff. We talked a bit before we started the podcast. I mean, I, I'm always in the midst of starting two new things. Like it's, it's always, there's always something new coming up. So we're very busy. I mean, I, I, I was in, um, so I started a cybersecurity company, my third one, like uh, four years ago. And beginning of this year, we sold it uh, to a big cybersecurity company. So that was great. And now we're working on, uh, I'm working on something like, you know what it is, Aaron, we talked about it. Yeah. Working on something in the, that has nothing to do with cybersecurity, but it's really cool. And um, and we're working on uh, a couple of uh, other projects in uh, in tech. Yeah. Well, so what one thing, TJ, that I think you know, like you said, it's it, you're not you know uh, the focus of Fitness Deal News. You're you're a tool within it. But I think um, you know well, it, it it might be it might be interesting to kind of let that out there a little bit, only because <clears throat> kind of going back to the whole pay for play thing. A lot of the time, if this is your 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 thing, and that's yeah. all you do, well, then pay for play is really freaking important. You better be paid for do, doing right. those reviews because that's where all your revenue comes from. <laughs> and I think that's right. where some some you know other uh, review websites might not be as legitimate because if their sole focus or their sole revenue or income comes from that review website, well, then yeah, they're pushing to get paid all the time. Yeah. And for someone like you, where almost nothing, or I mean, not nothing, but where you don't rely on it in the sense that yeah. it pays your bills, is kind of just a, to some degree a side project if it's only 10% of your time, that allows you to call shit products shit products and not have to worry about right. it. 
and uh, where other people can't necessarily do that, you know? It's very true, by the way. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm for, I feel fortunate that way in, in that context of the reviews because I think to a large extent, and that's what a lot of, like, I'll get people sending me say, dude, why you say that? Well, someone else says it. Uh, seriously, it's not like the pay, pay part is when the pay part is out of the equation. Uh, it, you can do, you can really be very blunt and very honest and, and just go out there. And I think it is a huge advantage. And to your point, I, I've seen that with some channels or some review uh, factories, even when they start honest, right? Uh, with time, it's a bit, it becomes more problem because they're spending more time on it. And they, and it's very hard to be consistent, you need a lot of air. If you, if that's what you're doing to your point, like full time, you need a lot of, uh, you don't have a lot of time to not make money. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. you need to make money. So yeah, and for, for me, it's great. I mean, it's the side effects of, of it is, is interesting, but it was never the, I, I just, listen, I, I build stuff because I like to build stuff. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I just, I enjoy building it. I like to, to see, I, I love it when people send me, I mean, it's the best, best part of this is when people like on review would say, Hey man, I, you know, I just, I just shat all over. Uh, I didn't shit all over it, but like, I definitely blew the, the bubble on, uh, uh, what's this thing? Uh, gorilla mode, right? The pre-workout. I don't know if you guys ran into it. It's, it's, it's actually a good guy. I actually just checked out his channel today. Uh, gorilla mind. He has a bit, very big YouTube channel. So it, there's like this uh, pre-workout gorilla mode. Like so many people say, hey, where are you reviewing gorilla mode? Where are you reviewing gorilla mode? And it's on Amazon. It sells well and so much buzz. And actually, by the way, if you check the reviews on it outside my review, very positive. Like ass licking, balls licking positive. <laughs> like seriously. And I took it and it's, yeah, it's okay. Like... But and I and I, I and I'm totally okay with shitting all over it, right? Like, I, because like seriously, what? What would you do? Like, there's no. Uh, I don't need your money, and I, I don't care if you pay me or not. So, it is definitely an advantage. It yeah. makes it more fun. And that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, if you're a review, if you have a review channel, and a big, you know, fifty million, hundred million dollar company comes and you know pays for you to do a review yeah. if you give them a good review you give them a good review you might get a second review and a third review and a fourth review and you don't right. want to piss that yeah. customer off because at the end of right. the day if you're paying for those reviews they're now a customer of yours you know oh, and yeah. so it, that's the thing and i think that's the difference is you know you can get channels that you know focus on two or three or four or five really big brands and just pump them all the time right because those right. are the the ones that they're going to be able to rake in significant revenue from another right. on the other hand like you're saying you could totally shit on a really big brand and it makes zero difference to you you know i actually enjoy shitting on big brands by the way that that's literally my <laughs> that's my hobby like i don't know if you guys caught my uh i don't know if it's considered big but like i was recently I, i've been on a tear on caged muscle like i've been shitting all over that glu uh, glutamine microencapsulated bullshit and the sports thing <laughs> i was i was going total ape shit because i don't care like if it's shit it's shit if it's good it's good <laughs> yeah it's actually it's actually fun to to shit uh, cellucor is one of my favorite hobbies also <laughs> uh, 
I definitely enjoy that part. Yeah, and the, and the thing is that I think people kind of see see that, and when they see that, they they know that they're going to get the real deal. So the opposite becomes yeah. true of when you when you exactly. say something's good, then oh, exactly. okay, well this shit must be good because TJ would definitely you know say if it wasn't. Yeah, and and that's so it's that's so important. That's why I'm being very careful with with what I what with what I put out there. And um, to, to your point earlier around also the editorial side of it, I I just rather not put something out there and it's not and i can totally see money listen if 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 this was a big issue on on the financial side that's what people always say hey i mean i always tell people like it would it's it's worth so much money to have a positive review definitely on a channel that is um that shits on, on because i mean like to your point earlier i mean there's channels out there that never shit on anyone because everything they review is sponsored so everything is great Right? Yeah. It's just like so I, I try to be I think it's it's really powerful and then it has an impact when you do something that that's good because you know it's good. It's or at least I think it's good. So yeah. yeah. Well yeah, and it, at the end of the day that, that the cool thing is whether it's good or not, you know, you're just giving your opinion. And so my, that's what that's what they have to take it for. Or my and, son's know, opinion. What's that? Or my son's opinion when he drinks the protein, protein stuff. shakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. fun exercise. Yeah. TJ, I was looking at your top tens on like all your different categories, and uh, thankfully Hypermax is in there two years in a row on the top pre's. But Hypermax yeah, we... is always there. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, to the point that we're talking about, it makes me curious to try because you do review some of these. I guess you would call them smaller brands. Like we're an up and coming brand, like a lot of these other ones in your yeah. top ten. Yeah. You know, it makes me curious to see like what the, what else is out there. But uh, I always some, it's very hard to keep them updated. You know, the market is so crowded right now. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a couple of cool things out there. There's there's a couple. I mean, there's obviously the edgy ones, right? Like the ones that uh, throw. I mean, I don't know if they have what they say when they go inside the label, <laughs> but uh, there's they definitely say some crazy shit. And uh, but yeah, there's a lot of. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, interesting. Hypermax is still is really. I, I always say that. I say that in every top ten that I do, right, in, on video. When I talk about Hypermax, I say it's a no miss pre workout. Like just no matter what, I know it's like it's like a, it's a, like a good friend. You know you're gonna get you're gonna get a, a good experience every time. It is really well put. Well, I guess that that brings me to your question because I know most people obviously pay most attention to the pre-workout reviews more than yeah. probably most other sure. categories. But like, what what's your formula for like the best pre-workouts? Like, what do you really review when you're really taking like Hypermax, for example, or anything? Like, what gets it in your top ten? Yeah, so it's a it's a very and I agree with you. Different people look for different things. For me, the most uh, the first thing before everything else is what you the uh, mental impact. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm looking for a sense of urgency. It's very important. It's just not just energy. I want a sense of urgency. Uh, I the focus is very important, and the focus to the point that, and I and I usually judge it in the point of if I'm if I'm waking up in the morning and I have shit on my mind, can it take shit off my mind? That's the that's the uh, that's the, the way I measure focus. And then there's the uh, sort of you know the mood category, mm-hmm. and 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 this can mix. There's feel good ones, there's happy ones, there's angry ones, there's motivational <laughs> ones. There's sort of 
but and and it depends right some some can some can uh hit that now another thing is and then there's the pump i, I think you know like the pump formula and the power formula for me personally and i think for most people like if you look at which pre-workouts people really like they're important but they're not the number one for them like mm. it, it's it's they come second so I, I put an emphasis on it but less and i think the the last piece which is actually very interesting I also look at the post-workout effect, not necessarily from a side effects perspective. How long does that feeling stay with you? Mm-hmm. Like how much, how long, like specifically for people like myself that work out in the morning, the post-workout buzz is is very important. And and some pre-workouts are very good during the one and a half hours, but they just go away. Just boom, they disappear. They're nothing. You take a shower and you're gone. <laughs> some pre-workouts like Hypermax, one of them, they stay with you, right? Two, three hours, you still get that buzz. And uh, for me, I think that's another benefit that's uh, that's very important. And then not getting used to it, right? How how fast does it wear off? Like how often, how fast can you get used to it? Uh, which is another thing. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's a combination. And and I think you know, there's pre-workouts that hit you really well and then i i mean one of the most popular ones out there now is dark energy right is mm-hmm. but, but that dude i'm telling you you use it more than two times a week you're not gonna feel it and i and I, labels are just labels i don't have i have no clue what they have inside this shit but i'm telling you two times a week more than two times i can i stop feeling this stuff uh. and uh for example hypermax I, I you can take you can take a lot before you start getting used to it and uh you can take it quite consistently so yeah so these are the combination always like like the stuff around this the stimulant effect is uh is i think the most and i think that is what's most important to people i also see that on my channel it's also like i think aaron maybe you and i talked about this in the past like people would take something like assassin which is like you know like a gazillion grams of caffeine (laughs) and, and then and all sorts of shit and then they would come man do you have something stronger? So what the fuck is wrong with you, man? You need a break. Like you just took this thing. It has like 17 grams of stimulants and you're looking for something stronger. Well, what's, what's the strongest out there? Dude, people are that, crazy. That seems to be what's popular. I mean, looking at your top 10, I think the lowest dose of caffeine might be us at 400. <laughs> you well, know, most people are like five. They're like, they're like hooligans, like pushing it. And it's like, that seems to be what people are going for. But like even like so like I'm getting older now like I'm pushing like 40 myself, you yeah. know. At at some point I gotta consider like okay maybe I should focus more on pumps than energy, you know. Right. Is, is yeah. there a time you... where you? Yeah. Well, and, and that was something that me and Derek talked about. You know, at least for me and Derek, you know, I'm I'm still relatively young, um, you know, <laughs> at, at uh, mid <laughs> mid 30s. You guys, you know, the old ones. Maybe. But um, yeah. the. The idea that, you know, in my 20s, I wanted the pre-workout that would melt my face off. And now <laughs> right, I, I right. want the pre-workout that's going to be solid, that's not going to ruin the rest of my day, that I'm going to get a good pump from. And what I, I was telling Derek, what I find funny is you still, you know, seem like the person that's really, really down to yeah. take some high stim stuff. And, <laughs> and most people that I talk to kind of fall in a similar boat to, to me and Derek of, you know, as we've gone older, have have decided to kind of shy away from the higher stims and do something a little bit more moderate. 
Um, how, how, I mean, how is that? How has that worked out for you? Are you still trying to melt your face off? <laughs> yeah, I, it's a side effect. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I say that actually in my reviews uh, that if I if there's a pre workout that can get you going with 300 milligrams of caffeine, which there are some, right? There's some great pre workouts with 300 then or 400. Great. You don't need the gram. I, I just I don't think you need it. So I'm not trying literally to melt my face off. Well, hopefully <laughs> I'm not trying... literally, but you know. Yeah, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get like for me personally first because there's an audience. Uh, so I, you know what? Let me ask my let me, let me revert maybe ask a question again. If I wouldn't review stuff, right? If I didn't have the the world out there that I'm trying to help. What, what would I take? That, that's a good question, right? Like, would I still take 700 milligrams of something or all these edgy, sketchy, you know, like Punisher stuff, you know, butt-up bands? Um, I probably wouldn't, honestly. I probably wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't, I would, I would take high steams, probably less, but I would try to find, like, the Hypermax-like level, the 400 good mix of stuff not too crazy still gets you going very very well feels amazing yeah or or less if i could i'm not i'm not very as as probably you would guess like i can take stims <laughs> like i i have a capacity but i don't need it i don't know how to explain it i don't need high stims to feel good but i want to feel good yeah, you well, you just you should probably like mention that on your podcast. Like, I'm putting my health on the line to help you guys make better decisions. <laughs> like, I don't be like literally like, start out your reviews like I don't want to do this, but I'm gonna do it for you. So I'm a martyr. Yeah, seriously. Start like a start. We should literally start a GoFundMe now for your medical bills in ten years. So in the description of our YouTube, there's also this GoFundMe if you want to keep me alive in ten years. In case that I, something happens, man, there's some shit. Like I, I reviewed this stuff. Take, check it out later. Uh, it's called the Punisher. I think that's the name. Man, look at that label. It's so clear that they're so full of shit. You know, like 12 milligrams of alpha yo, right? It says on the label. And I, I don't know if I, like, I called the guy. So listen, the guy sent it to me. By the way, if he listens, how stupid can you be to send it to me? Why? Because like, you'll you take it? You know I'm going to shit. I'm, I'm going to shit all over it. No, I'll take it and I'm going to shit all over it. And I'm, and I'm going to. Because listen, when you send me something that says twelve, so here's this is the way it went, guys. I get this thing, it says, and, and the label. Check it out later on, Punisher. It says DMAA, DMHA, blah 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 blah. Like it has everything, right? And then at the end, twelve, was it twelve? Yeah, I think twelve milligrams of alpha yohimbine. So I called the guy, right? He says, "Can you review this?" I said, "I didn't even look. I usually don't look at the labels." And then I said, "Yeah, sure, send it over. I see whenever I'll get, I'll get to it." So I called the guy. I said, dude, there's two options. Either you have a graveyard full of your customers that took it, or this label is bullshit. So which one is it? Like, because it says 12 milligrams of alpha yohimbine, right? Like, four milligrams kills an elephant, right? <laughs> like, or five. <laughs> so it says, no, the label is, is 100%. It's right. 
So I say, so okay, so where are they buried, all these guys that took it? Like, because there's 12, you say that there's 12 fucking milligrams of alpha yo. Anyway, so I took it, by the way, I took full scoop. He said, start with half a scoop if you don't feel comfortable. I said, listen, I'm assuming you're not in jail, so it's not 12 milligrams, I'll try. So obviously it doesn't have 12, maybe it had two, right? <laughs> and, and, and for sure it didn't have all the other shit he was there in there. But it's, man, the GoFundMe, that was a good, that was a good point in time. Like, if it actually had 12 milligrams of alpha yo. Well, the crazy thing is, is that you just went on a belief and still took the full fucking scoop. <laughs> I, just can't, I, I just can't believe that. I'm literally gonna, I'm literally gonna start another company just to make a pre-workout. That... <laughs> it's like 20 milligrams alpha yo just to see if you'll take right. it. And instead, of, instead of, instead of you, you know, filming a review afterwards, I'm, I'm gonna request that you film yourself taking it. So that we can all see what happens yeah. after you take twenty milligrams of alpha and die. Man, uh, I, I'll be taking a life insurance policy on you yeah. first. <laughs> I, I have to admit that when I was uh, taking that one, it did cross my mind to say maybe these people are actually totally retarded. Like that might be. I mean, it, well, that's my... what I find so funny though. In your head, you're calling these people retarded as you drink a full scoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's really the retarded one here, TJ? Who's the retarded one? Who's stupid stupid enough to take this? Mmm, great. This is delicious. That's true. That's probably me. Yeah, I did. I did. But I don't. I'm not concerned a lot. This one, I I wasn't really. There's no way. Listen, guys. There's no way there's 12 milligrams alpha yo. Like, they they would test it themselves and Mm. they collapse. Like I remember when I took uh, Edge of Insanity, the original version, it had it was a pro blend, but I think it had like five milligrams. Man, I wanted to die. That shit, terrible. So twelve milligrams? Come on, man. Yeah, Come on. That's crazy. I still can't believe that you decided to try it. Full scoop, man. Didn't even like half scoop it. Just went all in. Balls deep. All right. Well, I, I, I'm gonna have some beta samples to send to you soon. how do you think 12 milligrams of alpha actually feels like well i know that the ld50 on alpha binds actually quite high right but that would be alpha yohan bind you know ld50 is at least 50 percent of the lethal dose so it would actually take quite a bit to kill you but that is (laughs) that is you know alpha bind by itself what is the LD50 once you throw in 400 milligrams caffeine? I have no clue. But yeah, 12 milligrams would have to feel like death. I mean, like you said, four or five milligrams feels terrible. I couldn't imagine what 12 would feel like. You you would probably end up throwing up before you were even able to, to digest it all, I'd assume. And you know what I was thinking at the time? Like, and I said that, I believe I said that on, on the video. I said, who's stupid enough to... I mean, I totally get the people that put DMAA on the label, even though, even though they don't have it, because it's a marketing gimmick, right? Okay, I have DMAA, you want DMAA, I have DMAA. Who the hell says, man, I really wish there was a 12 milligrams alpha yo pre-workout <laughs> out there. I would buy three of this shit. I mean, who who's put something like that down? He obviously doesn't understand shit about this stuff. He just said, hey, whatever the others have, quadruple it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, I mean, that, that, I guess, you know, what what is kind of... Uh, shitty about the low barrier to entry is you get these quote-unquote formulators that are not formulators at all 
and they're just throwing shit together and putting it in a you know on a label and what's even more concerning is you have a manufacturer right there is a manufacturer that willfully <laughs> applied that true. label to that powder what it's the true. hell happened there you know what i mean like the guy that runs the brand i don't know him doesn't sound like the smartest guy in the world but that's you know his decision to do that but to have a manufacturer that hopefully you know has a whole entire quality assurance team and they're testing incoming materials and yada 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 to go yeah let's go ahead and, and actively put this label on this powder that we just manufactured knowing that it's not what it's supposed to be and that the claims are insane that's that's kind of the sketchy part about you know what can happen in our industry with with some of these bad players I never thought about it. You know, it's really interesting. Someone, to your point, because he's not, unless he's manufacturing in his garage, like he found someone that would literally put this on the label without knowing that there's nothing of what he said in it. Wow. Where do you find these people? Like, who are these people that would put whatever you want on a label? Yeah. Well, and, and I guess that that's the, I mean, look at it from either side of the coin. Either they willfully manufactured a product with 12 milligrams of alpha yolambine which one is a terrible decision and, and obviously would, <laughs> would you know put people's people at risk to some degree or two they didn't and they willfully applied a adulterated label that is making claims that just aren't true either way they're stupid right so yeah it's just i don't know i was talking with the manufacturer we don't use them right now um but just kind of shopping around and talking with different people and uh this one manufacturer kind of brought up something similar to that about you know they had a customer that asked for five milligrams of alpha yo and he said we just won't run their stuff and i said why and he goes because yeah. we, we just we're just not going to run with five milligrams of alpha yo like by all means great formula happy that you came up with it good luck hope it sells we're not going <laughs> to run we're not going to run that you know um, and so that's kind of interesting too, is, you know, these, some of these manufacturers, they'll put their, their own, their own limits on how much caffeine they're willing to work with, how much alpha yo and they're willing to put into a product, even how much DMHA they're willing to, to use, uh, because there is some liability on the, on their end too. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's kind of the more sketchy thing is you're always going to get those one bad apples that want to put 12 milligrams in, of alpha yo it's the manufacturer that even enabled that to happen that scares me because how many more brands are they enabling to do dumb stuff? It's crazy, man. I, you know, I, I remember there was one. You're gonna, you're gonna love this. There was one uh, pre-workout I got that said DMAA on it, right? And listen to this. And I'm talking like in the last six months, and manufactured in a GMP facility. There you go. Yeah, well, so that's it had, that that that, it, that that just can't be true, you know. I get. I know. I, I guess. No, that, I guess. What that, what's that? I'm saying. I'm saying it's crazy to the extent people would lie, right? Oh, of course yeah, it yeah. can't be true. Right? Well, so and, and that's the, that's crazy. that's the thing about you know GMP is it's really just a claim unless you get a third party cert certification, and then even the third party certifications, the the FDA doesn't really care. The FDA is going to come, you know, let, let's say a manufacturer gets audited and you go, hey, look, we're, we're certified GMP. That's great. We don't, you know, the FDA doesn't doesn't have programs where they're teaching, you know, third party certifications. These third party certifications right. to the FDA are as as meaningless as, you know, the paper they were written on. Um, and so a lot of these companies do claim to be GMP. Um, and basically what they're saying is we're we're 
we're stating ourselves that we believe that we're following good manufacturing practices. And then there's a step up, which is not only do we believe that we're following these good manufacturing practices, we've been certified by a third party like NSF or something like that. And then there's the actual step of the FDA who doesn't really give much credence to either one of those and they're going to go in and they're going to do their, their full audit anyway. So yeah, GMP is so loose because you can just claim that yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we operate under all the, all the guidelines of good manufacturing practices, but you're, you're just, it's just, you know, you're certifying yourself basically at that point. Right. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it is. A, it's, a, it's, it's getting better. I think the industry is getting better. Um, I like to see, you know, some levels of regulation, uh, when done uh, appropriately, um, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we continue to move in the right direction and, and not move in the wrong direction because that's the only way that these you know this industry will be legitimized over time because we still are pretty pretty young in the infancy of the of the industry as a whole you know yeah I agree yeah I agree cool uh, Derek you got any more questions or I think we have one user question that wanted to ask TJ a question is that is that the last one we got uh, let me see actually I had a personal question uh, I wanted to take it home uh, to our brand a little bit um, so yeah. you were one of the first people that made comments on just like branding in general with us and like our 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 overall potential and yeah. uh, maybe just missing something like one piece of the puzzle or right. something like that. I'm curious what your thoughts of like what Performax looks like to you. If you could, you know, do you feel like we should be edgy? Do you feel like we should continue to feel like a little bit more mainstream? Like what do you envision with, with our brand? Like, I'm just curious. You can speak honestly. Yeah, no, and yeah, Aaron, I, I talked, uh, we talked about a lot about this. Um, yeah, I think there's uh, well, I think that, there's an element of i don't know if it's edgy right there's uh i think the brand for me is is you know what just like i mentioned for hypermax on hypermax specifically as a product for me performax which is i'm, I'm going to start with the positive piece it stands to me like as this reliable friend that i can always get go to and i know what i'll get mm-hmm. right like that's what Performax. Like if we say if performance was a person, performance was a person. What would who would it be? We'd mm-hmm. say, hey, it's that friend that I went to with. I went. We went together. Whatever. High school, college, and I. Maybe I don't talk with him every day, but I know if I need something, I'll call him. He'll be there, and I can right. trust him. That's performance for me. Okay. Now, and I think it's a very it's it's a it's a huge virtue. It, it's it's good. It's great. I think, though, when you look at the broader audience, the broader audience would like that guy that I just talked about. But add to that that he drives a Tesla, he has five <laughs> chicks, five <laughs> chicks in the back of his car, right? Yeah, it's probably a big ass Tesla, or they're really small girls. And then they, they and, and right, and he has these, uh, and he wears these uh, maybe uh, joggers, and his his, his hair is full of gel. Yeah, he's that guy. You can still trust him, <laughs> but he's cool as fuck. Right. So yeah. I think I think performance has that thing. It, you need a Tesla. That's what I'm saying. I think. All right. Like, all right. You have you a know, Tesla, I, don't you, TJ? I actually, by the way, I own, I, I own Tesla, like <laughs> the stock, but I don't. Uh, I didn't buy a Tesla. I'm, I'm like not. I'm not. A, I'm a car. I like Tesla because it so much represents 
everything I believe in in branding, like everything. You know, it is, you know, just let's take Tesla as an example. Nobody, like, you know, I don't want to say nobody. No one that I know bought a Tesla because it's electric. They bought it because it's fucking cool. Yeah. It's awesome. And the doors open like that. And the freaking inside looks like an iPad. It's like driving a freaking iPad, not like driving a car. <laughs> and that's well. what people like about it. And, and, and it's funny to see how the rest of the car manufacturers are running around like, and it's, by the way, it has auto drive. It's like, it's just the coolest thing around. And it happens to be electric. And in the old, the rest of the auto manufacturers, instead of trying to develop cool cars, are spending billions in de developing electric cars. Just take a gasoline car and make it as cool as Tesla. It's just cool. So anyway, so I was going to say, and I, performance i think needs i would i think that's what a bit and i think you've done a good job in the in the latest uh, release of the branding but I, I would say just generally speaking more and i don't know if it's edgy but i would say a bit more on the cooler side just to be more cool and and come out because i think the products are awesome and i i can't remember i don't think i ever had a bad experience or a not great experience with a performance product so I think it's just about, hey, listen, yeah, you can trust me, but man, you let's also go party together. <laughs> that's that's a not crazy party. We're not gonna do drugs, no orgies, <laughs> but we're, we're gonna have fun. It's gonna be right. fun. Let's go have fun. It's gonna be a bit more edgy. It's gonna be less. Uh, so and and I think that's that's sort of what what I think is missing. Or uh, it's not about missing. It could be. It should. I think it could increase the appeal. Of the brand and you know it's the type of people you associate yourselves with it's a type of it's the look and feel it's how the ads look like it's how the site looks like it's it's a lot of this stuff there, there's a couple of brands that, that do a, a very good job of that in building more of that um cachet you know like more the tesla look mm -hmm. i think that would help the brand a lot you deserve i mean i think the, the products are awesome the products definitely the formulas the products they live up to that what i just said it's more around the branding side yeah what i think is interesting is you know you get brands that come from it at either side it's just what kind of stinks and sometimes and it's not even stinks it's just the reality of the situation sometimes the brands that come at it from the opposite side from that we do actually you know tend to get more success regardless of the, of yeah. the quality of the product so for us you know yep. the reason i started you know, Performax is because I'm very into formulations. I'm very into the ingredients. Yeah. That's that's what I'm passionate about. I love the the creating of, of formulations, testing. You know, um, you know, reformulating. Really, just trying to dial something in until it's perfect, and then kind of releasing that that creation for people to try, and then getting everyone's you know yeah. great feedback. It's like, wow, okay, all that time and effort and, and going back and forth on little tweaks and, and changes to formulations, that's what we really got into into this for. Um, and that's, you know, probably been a little bit less exciting these last few years as, you know, things have become more open label, formulas uh, tend to become more cookie cutter. Right. But I mean, like, you know, Nootropamax, we came out with Nootropamax, what, like four or five years ago before really anybody yeah, was doing nootropics. You know, Slinmax, our glucose disposal agent, came out five years right. ago before really anybody was doing GDAs. Uh, you know, so we had these like really unique products and we we're kind of ahead, ahead of the curve. 
but the passion was always the ingredients in the formulation. And then you get the other side that maybe have approached it completely different where the product is the product and they don't really care about the product per se. It's more about the branding, the marketing, how do they create a level of uh, feel with the brand and experience. And that's, you know, to them just as cool, just as much of an art form, just as is uh, exciting. Um, but that tends to probably play into a little bit more success, which again, doesn't stink per se as much as I think, you know, from my perspective, because I want, I I think everybody should be putting out the best product. I think everybody should try to give the consumer the best, you know, uh, um, product that, that they can get for their money. But that's not to say that there's not something also really cool about the fuel kind of like your tesla thing or kind of why you know people buy nikes because of the experience of the brand not so much the shoe itself um and so that's something that obviously you know as a growing brand we we recognize and realize um but it's also wasn't it's not hasn't been the passion so that's been a little bit more of an uphill battle for us you know but again we can at least it shows by the way (laughs) what shows in a good way that we don't know what we're doing it shows (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, the good way it shows the formulas are really well thought of, and there's so much innovation around what you're doing, right? And it shows, it shows that that's the passion. And I have to tell you, I mean, I'm sure that all of us, on a personal level, on a business level, there's shit, there's stuff that we just feel very passionate about, and it's sort of our, that's our DNA, and that's your DNA, and I think it shows. Yeah, that's why the brand stands for what it stands. Exactly. And the, thing, the, no. the thing is, is that we'll never have to be, uh, you know, we'll never have to regret that, though. I think that's one that's one good thing is, is you yeah. know, we'll never have to be like, ah, oh, you know, that that stinks because we, we we've done it right. how how we've wanted to do it from the beginning. And we've stood by our, you know, our passion of putting out really quality product from the beginning. So, you know, can our marketing get better? Yeah. And, you know, is this something we're actively thinking about for sure? Um but at the end of the day, we'll never be disappointed because we can at least die on the sword of we know we're giving the best product we think we can, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I, I would just say this, just to maybe not to uh, not to, to come from another side, but more to augment that. I think that once you figure that piece out, it doesn't it, it doesn't have to come in the expense of, uh, of the other side, right? You can actually do both, I believe. Yeah. You figured out the first one. And I think also, and I'd be, I know it would, may sound strange, but I think that the, the world sort of, more of the world needs to know or, or actually should know about what you guys are doing and about the innovation that you're driving and about the formulation. And I think part of, call it, it's, it's not even the marketing, like better storytelling, right? The, just telling the story better and making it more, uh, the ability to mobilize it, I think it would just, you're, you're gonna, it's, it may sound crazy, but you're gonna be doing people a favor. More people should be exposed to what you guys are doing. And so, and that's not gonna come from just building great products, unfortunately. <laughs> it's just the reality, right? Yeah. It, it's, uh, so it's, whether it's the story, whether it's the marketing, and whether it's what, I think it's you, you figured out sort of the fifty percent of the hard part with great formulations. You have good marketing. It's not not. It's just I think if you, I, I'm just saying if you get a Tesla, <laughs> life is gonna be better. <laughs> Why are we arguing? All right, Tesla. Aaron, you know what's going on in the company card next then. Oh, right. Sorry. 
Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, no, I, I do think there needs to be probably the, I guess the way I could, we could kind of, uh, kind of conclude on that is maybe even just like a level of transparency, right? Letting people know what's actually going on behind the scenes and, and the effort that it takes and, and stuff like that. We'll also, you know, trying to, you know, add that kind of cool, factor to it but i do think like you're saying is having that level level of transparency of how passionate we really are about the formulas i think in that in that alone would get people more excited about even trying our products because they can see the amount of passion we have behind what we're putting out um and of course that's why you know we're doing this podcast and, and things like this to try and you know express to to the consumer you know what we're really about and what's going on behind the scenes uh, and without that, then yeah, we're kind of another product on the shelf, and you, and you really don't know how good Performax products are until you right. actually try it. And the people that try it, I think they get it. The problem is, is we need yeah. more people trying it. Right. Yeah. And and I think you know what you just said is is exactly if you if you would uh, if I would come and I say hey let's sit on uh, building your story and talking about the way to tell it. If, if you would sit with a good marketing person that would help you with that, you would not try to get you to a point that you're doing something that you're not. I, I think you touched on exactly that. You would say, hey, Aaron, that is a great fucking story. Let's find a way to tell it. Let's make, let's make, let's get people to relate to it. Let's find the right ambassadors and people that we work with that can represent that story, that can tell that story, that stand for something like that. That stands for hard for belief in doing the right thing. Uh, it, it would let you. I mean, the good marketing for something like Performax is telling exactly what you just said, that story, and just getting it propagated across more more places. Yeah, but anyway, and getting a Tesla again. I just don't. I want to make. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right, I'll have the Tesla Monday through Friday. Derek, you could have it on the weekends. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Um, well, you want to get into that last uh, user question for TJ before we wrap this up? Uh, yeah, we did have this one. So it says, um, what do you think the biggest change coming in the industry is and which negatives are you like trying to avoid <laughs> for our for our industry in the future? Yeah, like what positives do you see happening You know, throughout the industry in the next – he didn't give a, spe- a, spe- a specific time, did he? Yeah. Derek. No. No. So, what positives do you see kind of happening in the industry in the next two to five years, and what sort of negatives do you also see maybe coming out in the next two to five years? Right. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna use. Uh, I'm gonna use both. Maybe. Maybe the same thing on both sides. So, I think one of the greatest things that I think is happening is the variety of uh, of supplement of brands out there that can now have a good reach to the consumer because of B2C and internet and e-commerce and all that stuff, I think is really encouraging. It pushes the envelope on people, it puts a lot of pressure on people and on, on, on manufacturers, right? To become more innovative, to bring different stories, to try and find different angles and to invest in, in good formulations. So I think just the, the sheer amount of noise right pushes the envelope in a very competitive space i mean it's crazy i mean aaron we talked about like four or five years ago just look at the amount of brands that are out there like it looks like my neighbor probably started a brand yesterday and uh is is doing something it's crazy (laughs) so i think that that definitely uh pushes the envelope and, and i think it's 
it's a good thing. Really, it, it has more, more. Uh, it increases the size of the industry overall. It gets more people to experiment. It pushes the envelope in innovation. I, I like it. One of the things, though, it does have some side effects. And the side effects are, and, and yes, there's a side effect of, yes, it's very competitive, but I think that's true for almost every business. You need to find a way to survive and differentiate and, and build the channels to market. But I think what's interesting is the one of the things is that the customers, I, I specifically on pre-workout, which is my favorite topics, the disloyalty is insane. Like people always look for the next thing, right? Like they have the good one, man. What's what's better? You just said it's perfect. I just said it's perfect. What, would you, what what do you need? Better than perfect? It's perfect. It's good. Just go. But they always look for the next excitement, which is really interesting. So I think it's it can be confusing for the consumer sometimes because there's always the next thing. But I think the biggest uh, downside is we just talked about these twelve milligrams of alpha yo and other shit. It's just among among these people, and it's obviously not all of them. Everyone and their mother can start. A brand and put it online and start buying ads on Facebook and you get shit to people's hands like you I don't know if you know but there's people who take one full scoop of something that says 12 milligrams alpha yo on it I heard about people like that <laughs> like, like myself <laughs> so there's I'm saying but that, that shit happens I mean that product that I took is out there you can buy it people see it on advertising so I think it pushes that that thing that everybody can do a supplement line has a side effect which is there's a lot of shit out there which is which is i think at some point something bad would happen might happen and this could ruin everything everything for everyone right yeah you don't need a lot for something like so i think i'm concerned about that actually no i mean i think i think that is a, a very you know viable concern just the idea of of People being able to get in, like you see these Facebook ads now that are crazy of these manufacturers, like, you know, 144 unit minimum, you know, get, make your own supplement right. brand. And it just seems so easy. Right. And, it, right. and what they don't, what they don't explain is, is all the regulation that goes into that. Cause it's not that easy. There's a lot of stuff that needs to happen for you to be able to, to even, you know, run 144 units. But the, the, the manufacturers that are running these aren't giving any backstory to everything else the brand is supposed to do to actually be a legitimate brand versus having 144 units of a 15 milligram alpha yo product sent to your apartment and then you right, make a website right. and now you're selling pre-workout out of your apartment i mean that's crazy but that's actually happening and so um i think yeah, i think you touched on a good point with with the with the good and the bad of a similar situation you know more more competition is good, right? Capitalism, it, it yeah. kind of benefits the consumer. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. at a certain point, when you start to get shit competition because of very low barrier to entries, it can exactly. really screw up, you know, good brands that are trying to do, do do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it could fuck up for everyone. I mean, if someone dies from one of these shit stuff that you know what's in, man, listen. It's going to hurt everyone. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a perfect oh. example. If there really was 12 milligrams of Alfio in there, someone, someone really did get, or not even somebody, you know, a number Me. of people got significantly <laughs> hurt. Boom. Now no one can use Alfio and anymore. It's taken off the market. Right. It's a dangerous chemical, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, shit, right. everybody that was using one milligram for a very, you know, um, you know, purposeful reason to elicit right. a, a very, you know, meaningful benefit 
is now shit out of luck because some asshole wanted to put 15 milligrams yeah. in there and hurt a yeah. bunch of people, you know? That's definitely part of the issue here, yeah. And, and I really hope it won't happen. And there's, and uh, you know, we talked about it a bit in the past. There's, there, it's low barrier to entry, and really, the regulator can do shit. Like no one can keep track of this stuff, right? Everybody does does something. The the, the regulator will only come, uh, will wake up when something really bad happens. Yeah, and that's gonna be very sad. Yeah. Got it. Well, yeah. Um, hopefully, that, like you said, hopefully that that doesn't that doesn't happen. And or the other the other side of the coin is with that knowledge, you know, that we have. Maybe we need to start doing a little bit more self regulation as an industry and, and taking a little bit more responsibility ourselves. And I, you know, I don't know what that entails. Uh, you know, specific companies calling out other companies, kind of doing even what you're doing. I'm sure you kind of shot on that pre workout when you, you did that review. Hopefully, oh, you know I what I mean. Like that's shot. that's kind of what we have to do, I guess. Is uh, is uh, try and self regulate to some degree, because um, yeah. without, without that, yeah. then something bad can happen. You know. Yeah. Agree, and, I, and I'll continue to try them on full scoop. So if I die, I'll die for the people. Yeah, well, get that go, <laughs> get that GoFundMe started as soon as you can. All right, TJ. Yeah, yeah, very. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know before I take the next one with twelve milligrams. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, it was great to have you awesome. on. I really appreciate yeah, all your, your your time, um, and uh, we'll definitely have you guys have you on soon again. Um, anybody listening, if you guys have any questions for TJ. Uh, shoot them over to us and we'll forward them to TJ. Check out Fitness Deal News for any uh, discounts and deals on supplements. Yeah. Check out his YouTube channel for all the reviews on you know the upcoming supplements uh, coming on the market. And uh, again, TJ, I appreciate your time and uh, hope you have a good oh, Thanksgiving. Thank Thanks, guys. Oops, uh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, TJ. Stay Take safe. Care. All right.